welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That is so nice. It's cold here. It's a little chilly. Very cold. Very cold. Uh, Gene? By the, yeah. yeah. Well, by you the guys way. know how to host a podcast. I tell yeah. you what. <laughs> hey, uh, in a few minutes, we're going to hear from Justin Wells from yeah. Cynthiana, Kentucky. We're yes. looking forward to that. And also, we're going to ask Jerry to talk about uh, the latest Donald Trump controversy, this one having to do with either, I'm going to say the words. Parents, put your hands over. Oh, ear muppet. Ear muppet. It's either shitholes or oh. shithouses. I don't know. Oh. But you know what? That makes me think Even of on my show, we bleep it. See? No. <laughs> and you know what we usually do? We but do. We're following CNN, we're not going to bleep. And I'm going to tell you something else who isn't being bleeped. You know how we get calls from Melania Trump? Yeah, yes. Poor lady. Yeah. Oh, no. We get great calls. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I'd like David Pruce, our technical producer, to play this uh, cut. This is a call, I'm going to admit, we wished Melania we would was, have gotten yeah. from Melania Trump. David, if you'd play that, please. This is the late night phone message we'd love to get at the Jerry Springer podcast office from Melania Trump. Hello, Jerry. This is Melania. You probably heard that McDonald's referred to Africa and Haiti as shitholes during recent meeting at Big White House. I cannot let this pass. America is beacon in the world. It is where immigrants from Europe, Asia, Central and South America, places around the globe, and yes, Africa, come and still come for freedom and opportunity. Some have and will continue to come with much. More often, though, we come with very little. I say this because I, too, come from a far-off land. And to say that some of us come from shipholes is to imply that we, as humans, from these places are no more than excrement. Slovenia is no shithole. Ireland, even at its poorest, when millions from there come to America, was not a shithole. And no, Africa and Haiti today are not shitholes. And no president of my country, the United States of America, should ever say that this is so. So even I, Donald Trump's wife, must publicly rebuke this overt racism. As you know from news reports, I have put up with many humiliations. But this one was a bridge too far. I apologize for my family. Goodbye, Jerry, and God bless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. In a perfect world. In a perfect world, she would say that. Yeah. Nothing funny about it, but poignant. She and might think it. <clears throat> I hope might. she does. I hope the people around them think it at least. And by the oh, way, oh, I don't think the people around them do. So well, we're going to no. circle back we'll to talk this about in a that minute because we're going to ask sad. Jerry to comment on that incredible controversy. Um, I got another email. I get. I used to get most of the emails. Megan were about ask the lifeguards. Sure. Most implies yeah. more than one. <laughs> Which would imply that Most we get more emails. than one email a week. <laughs> Lately, you know what has surged ahead? Emails about, admittedly, my quest to get Jerry Springer on the Running Wild with Bear Grill show. Yes. Reality TV show. Are we making some headway NBC, there, Gene? NBC. And for new listeners, just in a nutshell, shows 
Bear Grylls is a kind of a commando survivalist guy from England, a kind of a modern day crocodile Dundee. Mm-hmm. Always carries knife and and he gets these celebrities and it's, it's kind of like Dancing with the Stars. You were on Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> way out of your comfort Minus zone. Minus the sequence, it's exactly yeah. the same. And no well, one on that, different. No one on that show was carrying a knife. No. <laughs> <laughs> they may have wanted to. So Bear Grylls has had like. Uh, Neon Dion Sanders played for the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, yeah. Juliana Huffman from Dancing with the Stars. Uh, ben Stiller and, you know, celebrities. Mm-hmm. And they go out for two days and a night in these remote, incredible settings, and they do this thing. So I've been real happen. big on it. And I called, <laughs> I sent a message to the production company that does the show. I said, look, my buddy Jerry Springer, we do this podcast, an old friend of mine, he'd be perfect for this show. We all agree it would be very entertaining. To see Jerry yes. in that situation. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I got. <laughs> I don't find anything amusing about it. So I got an email taking me on, I think appropriately, as being a little, what I'll call wilderness irresponsible. Because I love the outdoors, as you know. <laughs> this comes from Jimmy from Talkeetna, Alaska. Wonderful place. I've been there. Dear Gene. I love it that you are trying to get Jerry Springer invited to be on Running Wild with Bear Grylls. I love the show and think that Jerry would be very, and Megan, he wrote very in all caps, Mm. very entertaining as a guest surviving in some wilderness for several days. However, I do not think, Gene, I do not think that you are serving him well by simply sending a New York City boy into the wild with no preparation. Thank you. And the producers of the show <laughs> likely sense his greenness and are ignoring him accordingly because they haven't responded at all. Does Jerry, for example, they don't even say no, no, no. nothing, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing. That idea is so absurd <laughs> that they can't even. This has to be a joke. <laughs> so Jimmy asks, "Does Jerry, for example, good question, carry a pocket knife with him always? Do you carry a pocket knife? <laughs> like you get up in the morning." <laughs> Why would he carry pocket knife? Gene, do you? You, of course, always you have do. a pocket Jeez, knife. Oh, Does such... everyone carry a pocket knife? Is this like, of course, Matt? Look at the hands have... going Never up mind, around the whole our audience. audience. Oh, here carries oh, pocket knife. Stop it. He <laughs> does. After Everybody the show. Knows. Oh, look at Dude. that. Oh, my oh, word. That. That's what we call a throw open, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Does he carry oh, a pocket knife? Oh, I know. Knife? I'm in Kentucky. Yeah. Well, uh, fair enough. <laughs> Daniel Boone, he had a pocket knife. <laughs> yep. Davy Crockett, Davy that was Crockett. Tennessee. No. <laughs> They're on yeah. my show. Well, you should be carrying. <laughs> you should be carrying a pocket knife because yeah, you do Jerry Springer TV show. So yeah. Jerry Springer carry a pocket yeah. knife with him always. As an outdoorsman, I suspect you do. I do. I'm holding it up for Facebook Live. Does Jerry? Here's another good question. Does Jerry wear a watch? Do you wear a watch? First of all, you wearing mm-hmm. a watch? Well, so he asked, does he fancy. wear a watch with a compass function? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Tissot, yeah, no, and that no. has a compass function. He should always have a watch with a compass function. Why? What's going to help him? What is this he going to do with a compass? This is the problem. <laughs> what, are you going to the North no. Pole? No. you. It, this no. Is, you go down, you make a right on Vine, and you go to Walmart, <laughs> and there you are. You don't need a compass. Yeah, maybe he shouldn't be on this show, Gene. Maybe we should just stop that. Does Jerry, in the middle of winter, wear a boot 
above the ankle. Do you, let's see your shoes. Are you wearing a like above ankle hiking kind of boot? <laughs> He's got on driving moccasins. I got on the normal loafers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. He says, Gene, this is on you. Do you know how much they cost? <laughs> oh, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. More than your little pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to throw your shoe at somebody? Does, it, does that come with chewing gum? I have some gum. <laughs> okay, he says, Gene, yeah, okay. this is on yeah. you. Help your Move. friend. This is a challenge I accept. Help, help your friend project minimum backcountry skills. And the Bear Grylls show will come calling from the wild, Jimmy, from Talkeetan, Alaska. And I tell you what, it made me think, Megan. I owe it to Jerry as his friend to help him because we want him on this show. I agree. Oh, we'll help this podcast. <laughs> we'll help everything. We'll help help the world. would be to keep me off. No, I could no. die. No, I don't know. Nah, you're fine. So I got this. It's, you You'd know, my fine. business plan. I get a cold very easily. <laughs> <laughs> what, if it's, what if it rains? <laughs> What if there's weather? <laughs> I don't I, know. How I do, think how we do you can deal with all that. Because I, I asked some friends of mine from a place I consider it to be the premier Midwestern boutique outfitters store called Roads, Rivers, and Trails, Milford, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Website is RoadsRiversAndTrails.com. These are great people. This Emily, is not Joe, a Jewish and community. Brian. No, it's not. <laughs> I want to ask my friends, Emily, Joe, and Brian, to come up to the mic here. And they are from Rose Rivers and Trails. Oh! Woo! Wow. Oh. Okay, Look so what Emily's carrying. They all oh, had their I'm hands up for the pocket. Here. I shouldn't have done that. No way. Me. These yeah. are people no with great... No wonder they had pocket knives. They, they had should. Knives. They have great street cred or wilderness cred. Yeah. And Emily and Joe and Brian, so first of all, Joe and Brian are what are called end-to-enders. They've hiked the Appalachian Trail 2,100 miles from Georgia to Maine. Emily has done a lot of hiking, backpacking as well. They're climbers, they're kayakers, they're wilderness people. What they do in their life. They're not bothered. (laughs) They will help you project and train you if you get called upon on this show and Emily and I were just talking and Emily isn't it true that you know somebody there's a world-class climbing area because I'm running wild with Bear Grylls a lot of repelling and Mm -hmm. I'm repelled by the entire idea (laughs) (laughs) this is stupid Mm-mm. I'm not with their I'm going to be out in the wilderness for eternity pretty now, soon. They have a friend, Chris, put is with them, who is a wilderness <laughs> out wilderness uh, first responder. Yeah. We could have you trained in both EMT so and EB and wilderness uh, first responding. Could he go on the and trip be, with Jerry And Emily, Satan? don't you know somebody down at Red River Gores that has the wherewithal? They have a nice big house, mm-hmm. and they have. Great porch, uh, lots of wine. There and you go. on their own property out the back door, you can rappel down the I mean, I'm going to get your information. He doesn't, he said sounds yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Couldn't you help him stay dry, stay safe? Yeah, indoors. First of all, can't, can't we, because he's got a lot of money, can't we get him some clothing that projects the right stuff? We the could start there, of, right? Of ruggedness. You guys could take baby steps, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He needs a rugged masculine image because this is not. That's too late for that. Uh, <laughs> does Armani have uh, outdoors? <laughs> I hate you. And do you? You probably have some climbing gear in there to give him an idea oh, yeah. of a harness. Oh, yeah. Take a look at it. So we're just going to show you oh, a yeah, harness, and uh, 
We can yeah. get you a pocket Describe knife, some rain gear. that oh, are yeah. listening to the podcast. Well, of course. Well, yeah. climbing harness. Jerry, this is for you. Oh, look at this We knife. brought you your first pocket knife. <gasps> oh, my God. Look at this That's thing. a good one. It's bright, so you can't lose it. I want um, to. And on Bear Grylls, you use it to, to, get, to get dinner sometimes. Um, and I'll let Gene I'll give it to you. Now that, now hold that up for Facebook Live and let's describe it. It's a thing. very cool knife. It is cool. See, that's some heft different, to it you know? Too. See, you use this to get dinner? Yeah. yeah. Here's how I get dinner. <laughs> Honey? <laughs> cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger. I love the tomato soup. <laughs> that's a nice knife. You're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, you'll hurt yourself. Really? Yeah, <laughs> So you throw it at me. Thank you, Mr. Springer. Well, <laughs> well Jerry, just take a look at this. That's very cool. And, oh, that's right. and, and for listeners, this is a climbing harness because this is what oh, this is so cool. all the Bear Grylls people always sort of start off in a climbing harness, mm -hmm. which is something that goes around your core, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. Right, Brian? Secures yeah, your legs and your back. Yep, so this will, this will hold you up so we could go rappelling at the Red River Gorge. I could use something that holds yeah. me up. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's, it's like being swaddled from a mountain. It's, yep. it's beautiful. It's pretty cool. Well, and, and this is cool. And Emily's putting this on. You sort of put... Do you remember wearing this when you uh, did the zipline full oh, throttle right. saloon? They did do that. Well, this is pretty it much... It very it. uncomfortable. So it goes around the legs, kind oh, of like putting man. on a pair of shorts and then secures around your core and yeah. we'll hold you and and brian and joe and emily you, you really don't flip upside down no. easily either no. right no. all right it's very safe and it if looks you looks like you're, you're you would have fun yeah. you <laughs> have. all right and i wish you well and i know a lot of people really like i'm, I'm an indoor kind of guy <laughs> how about a rock wall can we start with a rock wall yeah, for jerry maybe right. yeah you could do that inside walk, rock wall get yeah, a like couch I, I think I think this is why it would be. I want to sit on a couch. Yeah. We can land you right on a couch. We can, we can just have you come right down, right down onto the couch. I want to see mountains. I watch Sound of Music. Oh my God! Oh, they're pretty. Well, I think what makes this entertaining, if it would happen, what is the does? fact that you're pretty reluctant. So. Uh, <laughs> I think that, yeah, in I, conclusion, uh, Emily, Joe, Brian, if they did come calling, and we're not done yet trying to get them lured in, you guys would help, would you not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Get him ready. It's really for people. First and of all, it's for younger people, and it's for people. Absolutely not. Uh -huh. No. Gene no. does it? They want. No. <laughs> Same, <laughs> age. Same age, bro. We'll send Gene down the mountain first. There you go. I'm for that. Oh, I'll go. If you do this, I'll go. Well, I can't do it on Bear Grylls because nobody knows who the hell I am. But down there in the Red River Gorge, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think like we should do a podcast from there. Together. We're going to arrange this. We'll Jerry, you want Jerry to go to the Red Woo! River Gorge. You want, you want video of this too, don't you? Yes, yeah. we do. We've got to do this. No, yeah, where, and I'm sorry, where were you guys located again? I don't want to know. <laughs> okay, give us some info, info yeah, on the place. Uh, downtown Milford, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Okay, which would be the east side of Cincinnati, kind yeah. of a, a beautiful community. community really Very cool. cool. Yeah. Roads, Rivers, and Trails. RoadsRiversAndTrails.com. This is a uh, very cool shop. If you're ever in that area, you got to stop in. Let's thank, thank uh, Joe, Ryan, and Emily. Thanks for having us. This is great. 
And in fairness, well, I guess you know, Gene is really enjoys this. I mean, Gene's I love, been, I love you outdoors do. You're outdoors. And stuff, you you hike. Yeah. So I think you're that too this cheap is to uh, take the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to happen. I think we're going to at least... No, it's not going to happen. No, I think it is. I think it's going to happen. No, Bear Grylls, I don't know, but I think we're going to get you on a rock wall. I'm you pretty know how sure to we say are. Fat chance. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat after me. Fat hey, chance. Last week after oh, yeah. the show, yes. I was getting ripped because they know I'm the executive producer, so they come after me. Yeah. I'm like, go after Jerry. Oh, no, you're the. And it was because, <laughs> Megan, when you watched Facebook Live last week, the whole thing was like sideways. Uh huh. Well, that can't be. Well, well I don't I think just, I'd want to watch it like that, like this. And well, then when you turn it this way, then it goes over that way well, again. But yeah. then you can watch it if you're lying in bed. There you go. Yeah. I don't think that was, no. Now, what needs to be known is that until this week, we used Jerry Springer's own iPhone mm-hmm. to <laughs> shoot <laughs> Facebook true. Live. From my we Facebook thought that would be account. fun. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I was so proud With to have my Facebook account on his phone. Because I, <laughs> I don't have Facebook. So <coughs> um, it's so sad. Just out of curiosity, what is your password? Like trying to borrow money. <laughs> <laughs> What's your password on your ATM card? I'm just. It just popped into my mind. What is it? I'm just curious. Fat chance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah. I get all, all these people tearing into me like it, it's unwatchable. Yeah, so I looked at it. it? Was? Well, because you're, this is going to be way over your head technologically, maybe, but the auto rotate had been turned off. It's an and you handed the phone to Jimmy Pruce, and he, none of us knew that. And it was too late when we finally realized. Well, no, actually, they struggled with it to try to get it. Resolved. You couldn't figure and it out. And now we're not using you technical genius. <laughs> no. We didn't figure, figure it out how to get the <laughs> thing to go no. right side up. <laughs> You're blaming the wrong person, Jerry. Hey, actually, do, do you know how to Well, it Richard. wasn't my fault. It was over Christmas, over yeah. the holidays, and Richard was visiting us. And Richard's your my grandson. grandson. Uh, and 12 years my, old, 11 years old. He's nine, nine years old. And he had my phone. It was him. It wasn't me. Anyway, we were using a different system we think we got. (laughs) I threw my own grandson under the bus. Right under the bus. In a hurry, (laughs) I might add. In a hurry. It was Richard. It wasn't wasn't me. It was Richard. God, what a jerk. I swear. Um, I swear. (laughs) Every week, Jerry, we think it can't get any crazier. Yeah. And yet this week, this controversy exploded with... Donald Trump saying these things in a bipartisan meeting in the White House, uh, referring to the continent of Africa and the country of Haiti as shitholes. Now there's big controversy. Well, maybe he said shit houses, and he's so that his people around him said, "Well, I didn't hear him say that." Well, because maybe it was houses and not holes, and who cares anyway? What's your take on yeah, all well, of that? Well, the background was that they were having this meeting with a few. Uh, a few leaders of Congress and the Senate, um, trying to come up with a a workable solution on immigration. And uh, a couple of days before, it looked like Trump was willing to sign whatever the senators came up with, Democrats and Republicans. But then when it, someone got to him, because when they then gave the presentation to him, he got upset that under what they're proposing, we would get immigrants from Haiti and from Africa and he just blew up and 
use that term, you know, why are they coming from these asshole countries? And uh, why not from Norway? Coincidentally, everyone in Norway is white. And I shouldn't be subtle about it, and I, none of us are. Donald Trump is an out-and-out out racist. President Donald Trump is an out-and-out out racist. And the truth is, we all know it. We may try to forgive it or say, well, don't worry about what he says. Let's see how things turn out four years from now or whatever. But it defies rationality to say that this man's history and language and behavior is not one of a racist. A racist being someone who believes that what your race is helps define your character, your abilities, your possibilities, your weaknesses, and therefore one race is superior to another. That's how racism is defined. So he is the classic definition of a racist. Examples. He and his dad had property in New York, big apartment and maybe New Jersey too, but apartment, big apartment complexes that would not rent to blacks, to African-Americans. That gives you a little bit of a clue. In New York City, Central Park, there was this brutal murder and five black teenage boys were charged. Big trial. Well, it turns out the five boys were found not guilty. They were innocent. He takes out a full-page ad after they're found innocent and says these guys should be sentenced anyway. They should be jailed. Just stirring everyone in New York up again. He was the one that started the Bertha campaign. Oh, President Obama wasn't born in America. Does any human being on the planet Earth think that if Barack Obama were white, this issue ever would have come up? Has anyone ever said, I want to see the birth certificate of a white president, ever? It's just, it's just nothing you ever even think about. He was the one that announced for president and in that very first day was saying that the Mexicans were rapists, that Muslims should be banned. And in first fact, the first week in office, tried to institute a ban of Muslims into America. He was involved in a lawsuit and complained about a Mexican judge. Puerto Rico gets wiped out by a uh, hurricane. And just, in a sense, almost couldn't be bothered compared to what the reaction was to the hurricane that hit Florida and Texas. Uh, you know, he didn't even know, or indicated that he didn't even know that it was an American territory. He thought they were foreigners. And Puerto Rico, as you know, it's mostly non-white. The marches in, in the uh, neo-Nazis marching in the Klan, marching in Charlottesville, Trump's response, well, there's some fine people on both sides. You know, like a list of seven fine Nazis. Nigerians should go back to their huts. Elizabeth Warren, the U.S. Senator, calling her Pocahontas at a 
ceremony with Native Americans. Haiti and Africa being the asshole countries. Did you see when he's giving a speech during the big campaign? Big crowd, huge crowds. Give him that. He knew how to get huge crowds in some places. And there was an African-American in the audience. And he says, look, there's my black. That's what he said. I'm not paraphrasing. Give him a hand. There's my black. It's kind of like Roy Moore when the wife of Roy Moore. Hey, we got a Jew. And, uh, you know, the lawyer. A lot of people don't know that. They think we're anti-Semitic. We're not. We got a Jew as a lawyer. And then he says, which, which is just a good thing to know, he used these words, I am the least racist person you know. When someone says they're not a racist, you can just check it off. <laughs> you know, why would you say that unless it's obviously an issue? All right. So I haven't told you anything you don't already know, that we don't, all of us, already know. The point of this part of the discussion is why are we debating whether or not he's a racist? Because he's no longer the issue. Maybe you voted for Trump going in because you didn't know that much about him, but you knew he was a very wealthy man, a big real estate developer. He was anti-Washington, anti-government. That kind of was right up your alley, maybe. You were a Republican, whatever, and okay, and if there were some bad things he had done in his life with women or whatever, you just kind of put that aside. He'll be good. We need someone that's going to shake things up. And so you voted for Trump. And looking at this first year, let's be honest. If any of you, for example, travel, if you travel to Europe, travel any place in the world, as soon as they know you're American, and I know this happened when I went to England a few months ago, that's the whole discussion. Everybody, strangers come up and want to talk to you about Trump. What's going on with Trump? And most of us say, if not all of us, that's Trump. Don't judge us. We're not Trump. America is not Trump. Hillary beat him by three million votes. So technically he's the president, but he didn't get the most votes. So don't judge America. That's Trump. He's a little bit crazy, weird, whatever. He doesn't speak for us. Don't worry. Don't turn your backs on us. We still care. We, we still are what, you know, hopefully the world sees America as this beacon of light. And that's what we've been saying. Well, that answer has run its course. We no longer have that excuse. Everybody now knows Everybody, even if you're a fan of Trump, everyone knows exactly what he's like. So therefore, now comes the question whether America is going to adopt him and say, yes, you are us, you do represent our values, you are a picture of our country, you are what we believe in, because if we don't knock out in this coming election in 2018, at the congressional level, the Senate level, the Republicans that are backing him, now I know before you jump and say, oh, you're being partisan, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. This election has to be about beating Republicans. 
because they're the only ones really defending him. The Democrats aren't defending him. And the reason you can't throw him out of office or have investigations of any worth um, outside of Mueller's uh, is because it's a Republican Congress and they want to protect their president. So the only way you can do something about Trump, if you don't want him to be a representative of American values, is in this election to have the Republicans go down to a massive defeat because that will shake up their party and they'll be back to being Republicans again. It isn't my party, not my philosophy, but it was a respected party that had a great tradition in this country if you happen to be a conservative, and he has destroyed that. He has changed conservatism and turned it to racism at best and highly inappropriate behavior and on any other aspect. And here's the partisan bit. Well, Jerry, you're just saying that. It's because he's a Republican. You know, you want to beat the Republicans. Yeah. But you know what? Exactly 50 years ago this month, the Democrats did the same thing to their own president. And Democrats did put country before their party. The Democrats did rise up in 1968. Lyndon Johnson was president of the United States, a Democrat, won the last election in a landslide, not like Trump losing by three million. Johnson actually won and won, I think, like 47 states or something. Landslide, beating Barry Goldwater. But now it's 1968. And because of what was happening with the war in Vietnam and all these Americans that were dying for what ultimately turned out to be not the truth. By the way, go and see the movie The Post. But as it turns out that Democrats rose up and said, we don't care that you're our president. And so Gene McCarthy runs against him in the primaries. Bobby McKennedy runs against him in the primaries. And ultimately... Uh, you know what happened. Johnson finally decided at the end of March, I'm out. I'm not going to run for re-election. Kennedy's killed. Uh, Hubert Humphrey gets the nomination and loses to Nixon. So we have an example, certainly in my lifetime, of a political party saying country comes first. So I'm begging the Republican Party, where you know if it's just you sitting down in a room with your children, Nobody is telling their children, please go up, grow up to be like Donald Trump. Please have this attitude about people of a different religion or people of a different race. We know that's totally un-American. We have never had a president who is so against American values. We are a multicultural society articulated in the Declaration of Independence. All men are created equal. The Statue of Liberty. Give me your tired, your hungry, your poor. Wherever you are in the world, whether you speak English or not, you knew that America was the one place you could come and it wouldn't matter what your religion is, what your race is, whatever. The goal was that we would be a place where everyone would be welcome. We weren't perfect in the beginning, certainly not on issues of race. But the goal was, as articulated in the Declaration of Independence and in the Constitution, that we would get there. That's the goal. That's America. That's what makes us special. That's why Arlington is filled with all these bodies of souls who fought for the idea of America. And we got a president now that is opposed to the idea of America, wants to make us a purely white country. 
It's disgusting. I mean, if we're ready to give up on what America is, you know, if we don't have that idea, if we want to replace the Statue of Liberty with a wall, then what are we fighting and dying for? Piece of earth? Every country's got nice earth. Every country's got some places that are pretty. Every country has heroes. Every country's got a national anthem that you're going to like. America is an idea. And you kill this idea, then what the hell are we? And Republicans, I'm picking on you because you're defending him. And you're defending him because you made a deal with the devil. You said, well, he's doing away with this regulation. So I'll put up with all the other stuff. Or... He's going to lower my tax in this area, so I'll look the other way. Everyone's making a deal with the devil for the one thing they want, and in exchange, you are giving up the idea America. I would say he's robbing American values, and right now the Republican Party is driving the getaway car to let him get away with tearing up what this country is supposed to be about. That's what 2018 is going to be about. It's up to us. And I'm not going to go camping. I don't think you really should. It's ridiculous. Um, it is. It is really a ridiculous idea. All right, coming up to the microphone now, we have with us this evening is Ju- Mr. Justin Wells. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Justin. Yeah. Hey, folks. Justin, you know, or at least my nephew. Uh-oh. Yeah, no. My, <laughs> Do I owe him money? My, yeah, no. Do well, you might. <laughs> but no, my wife and uh, the whole family's from Cynthiana. Uh-huh. And... Uh, What's your name? My, yeah, Josh. <laughs> um, Josh Sorrell. Um, okay. Do you know him? Or Sounds may, familiar, maybe? He, he, he's heard you, and he's I was he's not a cool kid. <laughs> yeah, he suggested that he had heard you someplace. Awesome. And he called and says, we got to get you on the show. Thanks, Josh. So if you want to be paid, he's going to give you the money. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Josh, we need to talk. Well, welcome, Justin. We've not had you on our show yet, so we're very excited I'm to, happy to be here. Evening. Thanks for having me. Yeah, all right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You were formerly with the group Fifth on the Floor, is that That's correct? right, yeah. That was my 20s, yeah. nine years in that band. I don't, I don't remember it really. Yeah, so kind of a blur. <laughs> <laughs> we played how- all over this country and Canada. And, very cool. Uh, good time. And uh, yeah. how long ago did you decide to go out on your own, or did you go out on your it own? It was as that band was splitting up, I started writing this record that i put out last year and it's done pretty well and i'm writing the next one and what's the title of that record dawn in the distance dawn in the distance well why don't we listen to your first song here this evening uh still no rain yes ma'am all right have at it sir and we'll chat afterwards it's a challenge to play a slow song when you drink a lot of coffee Go, you know. 
Time went home, seemed almost near and things were better. It's been so long now since we've seen a drop of rain. And our heads hang low, we're just looking for someone to blame. I am not. I am not as familiar with formerly or, or fifth on the floor. So, how is this music different from what you were doing with them? Uh, I remember these shows. Very fair. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay, so we know that about you. Uh, <laughs> I saw a review that said uh, if fifth on the floor was your your drink in in your twenties, then then uh, then what I'm doing now is a little more of the self doubt of your thirties. Ah, that's, I think that's fair. Fair enough. I like Very that. I like yeah. that. That's cool. Um, all right. Your next song for us is The Dogs. Yes, ma'am. All right. Good. Take it away. It's a nasty way of living sometimes. My jar ain't holding a single dime. My glass is holding the last thing that I wanna do. I'm gonna drink every dime I make tonight, and I'll die just to get a room. It's a bad, bad business, always trying to forget. 
Well, our souls are a little older, but you can't tell we learned a thing. There's twelve that got invited, and we're thirteen. We're the last one to know it's over, the first one to have to be, and we're the dogs. something mean So I retreat somewhere and cover my wounds and pray to God that the checkout's me If there's any luck left it'll be halfway going to translate on on facebook and on the website but this man's voice is powerful that's oh, so yeah. cool i'm sorry I, he tried to give me the clip it earlier no, it's oh, awesome it's man perfect i love thing. it you it's got incredible. lots of likes on facebook <laughs> good 
So we can hear you at justinwellsmusic.com. Yes, Is ma'am. that correct? Are you yes, any, any place else we can check Everywhere you out? Else. Spotify, uh, all that Spotify, stuff. all that. Touch tunes, jukeboxes all over the country, wherever. Ex- Nick, <laughs> love it. Send me those pennies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're writing. I mean, that's really <laughs> good stuff. That's, Thank you very much. I appreciate you saying that. that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's really very good. beautiful. Um, so, yes, please check out Justin at justinwellsmusic.com. And uh, please check out our friends at roadsriversandtrails.com as well. Thank you guys again for joining us this evening. Yes. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. yeah. And Justin. I want to say goodbye because I'm never going to see you I'm again. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> It's it's sad but true. <laughs> All right, Justin, we're gonna ask you to sing some "Down by the Riverside" with our one and only Mr. Jerry Springer. All right. No, it isn't all right, you poor thing. <laughs> well, luckily, you you've gotten to play this song a couple times. Yeah. Oh, man. This is Jerry, hurt. Jerry, you gonna try to do your big big man yeah. voice for this? Well, yeah, I'll be okay. <clears throat> I'll try not to drown I'll try you. Try to out. do like a falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Gonna lay down my heavy load You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song And to you for listening Check out our website, jerrystringer.com Sing with Jerry Springer. How bad was it? That's rock and roll, Jerry. Yeah. Rock and roll. You can catch us every Saturday night. That would really help my girl. Folks, how about it?